Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I don't understand it. I ain't going to try to figure it out in the first place. See, we can spend too much time trying to figure out little non-essentials that don't really help our walk down here on earth. And if the enemy can get us working on those little non-essentials, then he keeps us from receiving the good things that God wants us to have. But I think it's vitally important that we understand the difference between the spirit and the soul. Until we do, I don't think we can have a good hold on how to operate in this life that we're living down here. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this timely teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagan. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Now, we live in a natural world. Then it is the body that contacts the natural or as some of you call it, the physical. Taste, touch, smell, hear, feel. Right? Body. Natural. Physical. You taste with the body. You feel with the body. You hear with the body. You see with the body. That's right. And so, then we understand that. And it's also very easy to understand the Spirit. John 4, 24. John 4, 24. God is a Spirit. First of all, look at that. God is a Spirit. In the beginning, when they created man... God said, let let us make man in our image. Then John goes on here to say, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Not in body and soul. In spirit and truth. Now as you worship God in the spirit, it may spill over into the soulish realm and it may spill over into the body realm, but you worship with the spirit of man. You don't contact God with your body or your soul. You contact God with your spirit. So then if we contact the physical realm with the body, if we contact the spiritual realm with the spirit, then what do we use the soul for? The soul, I believe, is used to contact the intellectual and emotional realm. Now, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now, as we look at this, 
In the Amplified, it says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit, within me prays, but my mind is unproductive, bears no fruit, and helps nobody. Now, I want you to understand that when Paul is talking about us praying in the Spirit, he is saying that our mind and our body has nothing to do with it other than the fact that we make the sounds. See, he said, if I pray with the tongue, my understanding is unfruitful. In other words, I'm not doing it from my head and I don't understand what I'm saying with my head. He goes on then to talk about that you're talking secrets with God. He goes on in other places to talk about that when you pray in the Spirit that you're building yourself up. Well, what do you mean? Is that, is he, am I building up my soul? Am I building up my body? No. If I'm going to build up my body, I've got to go over there with John over to the weight room and let him put me on a, 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 a plan whereby that I build up the body. So when we're praying in the Spirit, it says we build ourselves up. Then what is they talking about that we build up? is talking about that we build up the spirit which is our real man. Which is our heart. Which is, you know, he said, if you pray, you build yourself up. The real you is not your body. That's just your house that you live in. Somebody said, oh, praise the Lord. I'm... <laughs> I get out of this ugly thing one of these days. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody said, well, what are we going to look like in our spirit? But I don't know, but the Bible says we'll be known as we're known. Amen. I don't know whether that's the way we look or the way we act or what. We'll be known as we're known. I don't understand it. I ain't going to try to figure it out in the first place. Amen. See, we can spend too much time trying to figure out little non-essentials that don't really help our walk down here on earth. And if the enemy can get us working on those little non-essentials, then he keeps us from receiving the good things that God wants us to have. But I think it's vitally important that we understand the difference between the spirit and the soul. Until we do, I don't think we can have a good hold on how to operate in this life that we're living down here. When he's talking about this, the mental part of man is not praying. When I'm speaking in tongues, I am not praying out of my mind. I am not understanding any of it. Now, let us look then at this a little closer. Spirit and soul here. Now, you know, everybody knows 2 Corinthians 5, 17, but turn there. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
Now, it is the Spirit that becomes born again. The Spirit becomes born again. But now, look at James 1, 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfility of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Now that superfility of naughtiness actually means overflowing of wickedness. All right? That's what it actually means. And... Uh, here it says, save your soul. But I thought that we had already been born again. And that all things had become new and all things had passed away. They have in the spirit. They have on the inside in the spirit man. Psalms 23, 3 says, he restoreth my soul. Now, as you look at this, it seems that the word restore in the Hebrew and the word renew in Romans 12, 2. Let's turn there and read that. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this, this world, but be you transformed by the renewing, the renewing of your mind that you may pray what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It seems as though the word restore in the Hebrew that's translated restore from the Hebrew and the word that's translated renew from the Greek carry with it the same connotation. Restore and renew. Uh, we understand those two words in the English and they do carry with it the same connotation. Am I correct? If you restore something or renew something, it means you bring it back to its original state. How many of you have ever had a piece of antique furniture that you got out of the attic at grandma's house or somewhere else? Now that had to be renewed or it had to be restored. Either you took it to a shop to do it or you did it yourself, right? Now, that piece of furniture was good. The wood was good, everything. It was, it was a good piece of furniture, but it was, uh, it was scratched. The, the stuffing was gone out of the cushions and so forth. And you had to renew that thing, but you didn't have to make a new chair. You, had to renew, you just renewed it. Now what happens is, and you need to get this where this is where we begin to get off base, and this is where we get into to some teaching that causes us some problems. The spirit of man has been born again, but the mind of man has to be changed. It has to be renewed. See, you have to put away all those filthy thoughts. All those thoughts that are not right. You have to bring 
The mind, and the Bible has a lot to say about the mind. You've got to bring the mind, you. Who is you? When you talk about the man on the inside has been born again, he has got to renew the mind. He's got to bring the mind, which is the soulish part of man. Emotion. Young adults, young people, older people that are single again for whatever reason, that are going out, dating, you have to continually keep your mind renewed with the Word of God. If you don't, the emotion of the soul will take over and you'll sin. It's the truth. And it's about time we face some of these issues straight ahead, straight on from the pulpit, and then we wouldn't have a congregation that is so confused. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. The book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, The Way to Victory, and the three CD series, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan. Both can be yours today for just $24.95. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And for those of you that are in Oklahoma City area, yes. we are there every Sunday night. Rama Bible Church at 8921 Northwest Expressway. They're in Oklahoma City, 6 o'clock. So come and visit our church. And I say, experience Sunday morning on Sunday night. Now, they started at Saturday night services so everybody could be off on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, just enjoy the weekend and then come in Sunday, Sunday night. And we have Sunday That's morning right. on Sunday night. That's right. Tomorrow, more from Ken Hagen and the message series, Listen to Your Heart. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.